0: Letter forty seven of the Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lurry Wilson. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter forty seven to Colonel Montague. Well, Jack, we are all entranced i believe we shall do in time but old square toes has stole a march on us and took out an extent against his nephew did you ever hear of so unnatural a dog it is true he has done a great deal for sir william and saw plainly the more money he paid the more extravagant his nephew grew but still it was such a damned affair too after all i have been with my dear bewitching charmer i have her promise to admit me as a visitor to-morrow i was a fool not to finish the business to-night as i could have bribed every one in the house to assist me your bailiffs are proper fellows for the purpose but i love to have my adorables meet me almost half-way i shall i hope gain her at last and my victory will be a reward for all my pains and labours i am interrupted a messenger from sir william i must go instantly to the thatched house tavern what is in the wind now i wonder great god montague what a sight i have been witness to stanley ah the ill-fated stanley has shot himself the horror of this scene will never be worn from my memory i see his mangled course staring ghastly upon me i tremble every nerve is affected i cannot at present give you the horrid particulars i am more shocked than it is possible to conceive would to heaven i had no connection with him oh could i have foreseen this unhappy event but it is too too late the undone self-destroyed wretch is gone to answer for his crimes and you and i are left to deplore the part we have had in corrupting his morals and heading him on step by step to destruction my mind is a hell i cannot reflect i feel all despair and self-abasement i now thank god have not the weight of lady stanley's seduction on my already overburdened conscience in what a different style i began this letter with a pulse beating with anticipated evil and my blood rioting in the idea of my fancied triumph over the virtue of the best and most injured of women on the summons i flew to the thatched house the waiter begged me to go upstairs here has a most unfortunate accident happened my lord poor william stanley has committed a rash action i fear his life is in danger i thought he alluded to the affair of forgery and in that persuasion made answer it is an ugly affair to be sure but as to his life that will be in no danger oh my lord i must not flatter you the surgeon declares he can live but a few hours live what do you say he has shot himself my lord i hardly know how i got up the stairs but how great was my horror at the scene which presented itself to my affrighted view sir george budinel and mr stanley were supporting him he was not quite dead but his last moments were on the close oh the occurrences of life will never for one instant obliterate from my recollection the look which he gave me he was speechless but his eloquent silence conveyed in one glance of agony and despair sentiments that sunk deep on my wounded conscience his eyes were turned on me when the hand of death sealed them forever i had thrown myself on my knees by him and was pressing his hand i did not utter a word indeed i was incapable of articulating a syllable he had just since remaining to know me and i thought strove to withdraw his hand from mine i let it go and seeing it fall almost lifeless mr stanley took it in his as well as he could the expiring man grasped his uncle's hand and sunk into the shades of everlasting night when we were convinced that all was over with the unhappy creature we left the room neither sir george nor mr stanley seemed inclined to enter into conversation and my heart ran over plentifully at my eyes i gave myself up to my agonizing sorrow for some time when i was a little recovered i inquired of the people of the house how this fatal event happened tom said sir william came there about seven o'clock and went upstairs in the room we usually played in that he looked very dejected but called for coffee and drank two dishes he went from thence in an hour and returned again about ten he walked about the room in great disorder in a short space sir george brudenell and mr stanley came and asked for him on carrying up their message sir william desired to be excused seeing them for half an hour within that time a note was brought him from his own house by griffith lady stanley's servant the billet which lady stanley wrote previous to her quitting her husband's house his countenance was changed on the perusal of it this then decides it he exclaimed aloud i am now determined he bade the waiter leave the room and bring him no more messages in obedience to his commands tom was going downstairs sir william shut the door after him hastily and locked it and before tom had got to the passage he heard the report of a pistol alarmed at the sound and the previous disorder of sir william he ran into the room where were brudenell and stanley entreating them for god's sake to go up as he feared sir william meant to do some desperate act they ran up with the utmost precipitation and brudenell burst open the door the self-devoted victim was in an armchair, hanging over on one side his right cheek and ear torn almost off and speechless he expressed great horror and they think contrition in his looks and once clasped his hands together and turned up his eyes to heaven he knew both the gentlemen his uncle was in the utmost agitation oh my dear will said he had you been less precipitate we might have remedied all these evils poor stanley fixed his eyes on him and faintly shook his head sir george too pressed his hand saying my dear stanley you have been deceived if you thought me your enemy god forgive those who have brought you to this distress this with the truest remorse of conscience i say it bears hard on my character i did all in my power to prevent poor stanley's meeting with sir george and his uncle and labored with the utmost celerity to confirm him in the idea that they were both inexorable to further my schemes on his wife as i found my company was not acceptable to the gentleman i returned home under the most violent dejection of spirits would to heaven you were here yet what consolation could you afford me i rather fear you would add to the weight instead of lightening it as you could not speak peace to my mind which is inconceivably hurt i am yours biddulph end of letter forty seven